BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Hawks drop game one versus Boston. We'll talk about it right here, right now on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawksbeat Podcast, a uh, playoff edition of the Hawksbeat Podcast. I hope all things are well your way. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to listen to what we have to say about the Atlanta Hawks. Now, I understand this is game one. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down in today's podcast. We're going to talk about the 99-112 to 112 victory for the Boston Celtics, putting them up one game to zero on the Atlanta Hawks. Um, we'll go over some of the notes, read a little fan feedback, and just kind of talk about what needs to go down in game two for the Hawks to grab a split in Boston. But... First things first, uh, a big part of what we do is on social media. So make sure you've already connected with us on your social media platforms, whatever you're on, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go ahead and that search button and type in Hawks Beat. That's all one word. Give us a like, give us a follow, show us some love, and we will greatly appreciate it. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Our Heart Radio, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever platform you're listening uh, just make sure you subscribe and drop us a five-star rating. We would greatly appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Hawks lose 112-99 to 99 in a game that was um, actually could have been worse. <laughs> I mean, at one point, uh, they were down by 30. Yes, 3-0. And um, you're looking at this team and you're just like, look, what is going on here? And it was almost like an omen. Because on the very first play, of the very first play of the game, 
Trey throws a bad pass. It gets picked off. Turnover, easy bucket for Boston. And you're like, oh, my gosh. It just seemed early on like they were not ready to play. Like they were just shell-shocked. Now, granted, second half was much better. Second half was much better. But that first half, so let's go back a little bit. Let's go back one podcast ago. The three things that I said, and of course, the Hawks are going to have to do more than three things to win this ballgame. But I did lay out three things that would give the Hawks a pathway to success. I also said there is little room for error. Little room for error. Like you do not have much room for error. I said the first thing I said, I said number 11 has to be better. Like he can't be regular Trey. He's got to be like, like. Good Trey. Like, like really good Trey. <laughs> I was looking for another word, but I couldn't find it, so I just went with good. But uh yeah, man, Trey had to be special. He had to be special, and unfortunately, uh he was not tonight. I thought that he played a better second half than he did the first half. Uh even though in the second half he didn't score as many points. Uh we'll look at his numbers by the half in, by by halves in, in just a moment, but I didn't think that that box got checked. Uh, I also said I think the Hawks need to pressure, put pressure on the rim, driving and kicking, driving to the hoop, get to the free throw line. Uh, I don't think they did a necessarily good job on that. I mean, they shot 22 free throws. Boston shot 18. But I didn't see a lot of folks attacking the rim. The one folk that I did see attacking the rim, and yes, I did call him folk. <laughs> the one guy I saw attacking the rim was DeJounte Murray. I thought DeJounte Murray was pretty much the only guy with a pulse in that first half. I thought he was the only guy with a pulse. He was going to the hoop, and even in the second half, he was going to the hoop, getting Clint involved. He got Clint a couple buckets in that second half. He was just attacking, attacking, attacking. Like, there's so much value to that. There's so much value to that. Watch the, and if you listen to this podcast, I assume you're a basketball, like, you like basketball. If you watched the Sacramento Kings play basketball, they played the exact way the Hawks should be playing. The way they penetrate and put so much pressure on the basketball hoop. It's ridiculous how Malik Monk, how uh, De'Aaron Fox, you know, he dropped 38 tonight. Congratulations to him on the victory. But they put so much pressure on the rim, and it just it makes it tough to defend. It don't, you, I mean, you, and you don't even have to settle for layups and dunks and stuff. Like, they will open up. If you put pressure on the rim, it will open up your outside shooting as well. So you can still shoot your threes. I know y'all want to shoot your threes. You can still shoot your threes. But I didn't see enough pressure on the rim, which was number two. Um, as far as the different lineups, I think that Quinn kind of experimented a little bit with the different lineups in the second half. I think he kind of got something going a little bit with that bench unit a little bit. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, you just didn't. You didn't take advantage of the small opportunities that you had in that second half when you started to cut into that lead. You didn't get enough stops, and you just dug that hole too damn deep. The hole was too deep. Like 30 points against Boston. 
like you're not coming back from that. And 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 while you you can be encouraged that the second half was much better, you still got down by thirty. Like I mean I I mean I don't know. I I think there is value in that. And let me not like poo poo on the second half. I think there is value in that. There is value in the fact that you outscored Boston. 55 to 38 in that second half. I think there's value there. Um, Jason Tatum goes one for eight in that second half. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I thought you played a much better half. I thought Boston kind of took their uh, their foot off the gas. And Boston is kind of known for kind of, you know, uh, losing interest. <laughs> I mean, but uh, <clears throat> overall, I, I, I think that. Uh, this Hawks team, I, I, I thought that some of the shot, I, I didn't see a lot of bad shot taking in the first half, right? And so if we're starting with the first half, I didn't see a lot of bad shot taking. It just, they, they just weren't hitting. Like, they weren't hitting. And, of course, like I said earlier, I don't think that they were putting enough pressure on the rim. Uh, the points in the paint uh, was 24 to 36 at halftime. So the Celtics are doing a better job, and they're not even like an in-the-paint like type of, you know, they're not even an in-the-paint in the type of team, you know. But um, I thought the Hawks were doing exactly what I didn't want them to do. Uh, once they got down by a little bit, they started trying to play like Boston, trying to shoot them all these threes and stuff. Both teams took 16 threes in the first half. Both teams took 16 threes. Boston made nine of theirs, and the Hawks made one. They made one. They were one for sixteen, shooting for three, shooting three. Like that's not that's not good. And like I don't have to tell you that's six point two percent. That is six point two percent. They shot thirty three percent from the field, which isn't good either. And so you're down thirty, and and Boston really could have sleptwalked to get this victory, but. Hawks, got to give them credit. They didn't give up. Um, they fought in that third quarter, um, outscored them in the third, and outscored them in the, in the fourth. I thought the third quarter, um, you know, DeAndre Hunter finally wakes up, you know, and, and he gets going a little bit with 11 points. Uh, they still didn't have an answer necessarily for Jalen Brown, who had a really good game. I thought Marcus Smart had a good game. Derek White, like, listen, this Boston Celtics team, is so good like they're really good and i listen y'all know me i hate saying this like they're really good on both sides of the ball one of the the notes that i took is that you can tell this team there's two attributes from this team that i look at when i'm watching the boston celtics play one they're like super duper unselfish like they're super duper unselfish, and it, and it comes across how they move the ball. Like nobody cares who's getting the bucket, you know. That's number one. Number two, you can tell that this team takes a certain amount of pride in their defense. They take pride in how they play defense. Like it's they obviously. I mean, they're like top three. I think they're they're like top three in offense and defense like i had to go back and check it but go ahead and fact check me on that top three in offense and defense they have the best backcourt 
uh, the best defensive backcourt in the NBA. Derek White, he can easily be all NBA um, as far as defense is concerned. Marcus Smart won defensive player of the year last year, you know. I mean, it's just, to be honest, it's refreshing to see basketball played that way, like, when you have guys that care on both sides of the, of the, of the ball. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's watching the Kings and, and Warriors. Like, it was – and it's not so much of a defensive struggle, but, like, again, watching how the Kings play basketball. And that's a credit to Mike Brown. You know, he, he had them boys ready today. Like, they were ready for the moment. Like, there was no blinking. Steph was hitting crazy shots in this Sacramento team. There was no blinking. So – you know, out of all the games, you look around and you see, like, what do the Hawks need to take from all these other games that are going on? I would say if they need to take anything, they need to take Sacramento's fearlessness. Like, and the granted, Sacramento was home. But them, them dudes wasn't scared of the champs. Like, they wasn't scared of the champs. And watching the Hawks in Boston, I just got the feel like those dudes was playing passive. Like, especially in the first quarter, in the first half. Them dudes was playing real passive, and I didn't like that. Like, I didn't like that, you know. Um, with a team like Boston, you got to take the fight to them, just like you did in Miami with Boston. I think at one point during the second quarter, looking back on my notes, and I didn't take many notes, especially in that first half. It's just like, look, what am I, what am I, what am I going to take notes on? Like, these dudes – Obviously, he ain't ready. Boston's obviously the better team. Like, Boston had played almost a perfect first half of basketball. At one point, I wrote, this is a clinic. They had at least three or four, well, at least three backdoor plays where the guy cut to the hoop and the Hawks defender wasn't even watching. They weren't even watching. Like, you're just so not locked in defensively. Like, you're just not locked in defensively. And that's just, like, just not being aware. And that is frustrating. That is frustrating. In the third quarter, the Hawks, I mean, not the Hawks, the Celtics, they remind me a lot of this of this 60-win Atlanta Hawks team. This team does. Like, because of how they play basketball. It is such an unselfish brand of basketball where – they not only make the extra pass, they make the extra, extra, extra pass, you know. Very similar to uh, when they used to call it Bud Ball, you know. But um, that's what you're going to have to deal with. I mean, that's that's where we are now, you know. Um, and again, I think, you know, looking over my fourth quarter notes, I wrote, there is value in not giving up. There is value in Snyder still coaching hard in the fourth quarter. I got to give him that. Fourth quarter was going on. You're still like kind of down. Like um, you're you're twinkling around like 15, 20 points. Snyder was still still coaching hard, um, and and they had opportunities. I think at one point they got the lead down to twelve, and then I think like a bad pass or so, and just like thirty seconds later, they're down by eighteen. <laughs> so it, it's just it was wild I, I also noted that DeJounte Murray in the fourth quarter still attacking the rim still putting pressure on the defense uh getting Capella some buckets um it was 107 to 93 with 346 left and I think that was kind of 
it was kind of a wrap after that. You know, if there was a player of the game, I imagine it would probably be DeJounte Murray, but we don't necessarily talk player of the games when they lose. <laughs> we just don't do that. I mean, because look, y'all ain't win. Y'all don't get a player of the game. You know what I mean? That's kind of what it is. Um, Let's read a little bit of fan feedback. Let's go to Twitter. And again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow us at HawksBeat. Uh, that's all one word. Make sure you follow us and uh, show us some love. Give us a follow. Uh, let's go to social media. ATL Ramasaki says, at least I saw adjustments by Snyder in the second half. I hope JJ is fine. Yeah. Um, Jalen Johnson left the game, but I think he smashed knees with somebody. So, um the hope is that he's fine. You really need a guy like Jalen Johnson in this series, in my opinion. Uh, big guy that can move side to side. You know, he's still raw, and he's still going to make those young boy mistakes. But uh, he, a guy like him who's super athletic can really help this team, can really help this team. So hope everything is well with him. Uh, Dewan Goodwin says, only one game. We knew this would be a tough series. Just need to regroup. Yeah, I agree. Um, a lot of times people want to make like blanket statements on what's going to happen after game one. And, you know, they want to say the series is over. It's just like, look, man, like this, it's a lot of basketball needs to be played. You know, uh, you know, that cliche that they say, you know, series doesn't start until somebody wins on the other person's court. So, um, Listen, in its totality, first round of games, I thought the first round of games were really good. But uh, let me go read uh, one more, uh, a few more things on social media. My guy DJ Yogi says, I think they will be okay. They played like a team with the yips in the first half. Not calling a series victory, but I think it will be competitive if they just calm down and play ball. Yeah, I I think too. Um it was wild just seeing how shocked they look, like how shell shocked, you know. Um, but again, you know, second half was much better. You outscoring fifty five to thirty eight. Um, you were plus twelve in the paint, plus eight in points off of turnovers. Uh, so yeah, um, I want to read one more tweet from my guy Glenn Willis. Shout out to Glenn. Uh, he said Trey didn't have the impact I'm sure he wanted, but he made a nice adjustment. Second half he was a plus twelve. Uh, four points, four assists, one turnover, gave the ball up. Misses were quality shots. So here's the thing. I agree with all that. I agree with all that. But I'm not going to pat Trey on the chest, pat him on the back, you know what I mean, just because he went in the second half and had four points and four assists and one turnover. Nah. Like, that's a, I guess that's where we differ. I'm not patting you on the back for that. Nah, man, you're supposed to be all NBA. You got to give me more than that. You got to give me more than that, bro. Like, you got to give me more than that. Like, I understand you played better. And again, there is value in you playing better from one half to the next. But, bro, you making 40 mil. And I'm not even I'm not even that type of dude to say, yo, you making X mount, so you should play X mount. But you obviously the top dog. You obviously a top dog. You got to bring more four points in the second half, you know. So that's just kind of my stilo. Y'all may feel different about it, which is fine, which is fine. So going into game two, what do the Hawks need to do? What do they need to do? Um, 
I will say a lot of what they did in that second half, uh, as far as just being engaged, like they seemed engaged in the second half. They seemed like, okay, um, we really, I guess we got to start playing some defense now, right? Like they got to do that for four quarters. They got to be engaged by four quarters. I mean, they got to be engaged for four quarters. That's what I mean. You got to be engaged. You got to be locked in. You can't be giving up backdoor cuts like they like y'all playing Princeton University. No, get in, like get your head in the game, you know. Um, they got to do that for four quarters, man. You got to give me four quarters of engaging basketball. Number two might be the most simplistic thing I have ever said on a podcast, but you got to make shots. You have to make shots. Like, <laughs> you got to take shots, like take good shots, and you got to make them. You can't be going out here going 6% six from three-point range. Like, that can't be a thing. Like, that can't be a thing. Y'all have to shoot better. I know it's on the road. I know on the road, typically, role players, bench players, whatever, they usually don't shoot that well on the road. But if your main guy has the yips and he's not putting that ball in the hoop, that is going to be very problematic. It's very problematic. Now, with that being said, I don't assume that number 11 is going to have another bad game like he did today. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happen. I think he's going to bounce back. Game two, I think he's going to play much better. I think he's, I hope. That he's going to be more aggressive. Now here's the thing that we haven't seen. I can't recall a time. Where both guards for the Hawks. DeJounte and Trey. Both had a game in which they were both being like equally aggressive. Like it like. And it showed you know. I, I think back to the Houston game. But that was kind of still not four quarters of aggression. That was, you know, kind of aggressive, a little bit of showboating, and then y'all end up losing the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, I think that, again, number one, you got to be locked in. Number two, you got to make some shots. And number three, you have to start fast. You got to start fast. You got to hit this bully first. Again, we said this in Miami, and you did it in Miami. You can't come out here throwing 14, 16 points up in the first quarter and think you're going to win this game or the series. That's not going to happen. Hit them dudes in the mouth first. Hit them in the mouth. Hit them in the mouth first. So it is on to game two. Putting game one behind us. And we're going to move on. And hopefully the Hawks will get a dub on, uh, what is today, Saturday. So I think the next game is on uh, is it on Monday? I think it's on Monday. Either way. All right. So um, we're going to put a bow in this pot. Thanks so much for checking us out. Listen to what we have to say. And remember, connect with us on all of our social media platforms. Like we always say, God is good all time and all time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Green Peace. Green Peace. Green Peace.